Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, Adam Ray here for the About Last Night podcast. We made it another year in the books. Holy shit. 2022. Thanks for the memories. Thanks for the memories. Isn't that a song? Uh, we're gonna remember all the good no, fuck these are the moments uh, Edwin McCain for you 2023 is upon us hope you guys had a wonderful new year I was in Vegas thanks to everyone that came out at the Tropicana the Laugh Factory shows were great and now uh, now I'm in Minnesota at Acme Comedy Club and uh, and these shows are great and then I'm in uh, fucking uh, Baltimore at Magoobies and Timonium at the end of January and then, uh, shit, we're going to Oxnard, we're going to Chicago, San Diego, Seattle, Portland. I got some shows with the Impractical Jokers coming up. All those dates at AdamRayComedy.com, AdamRayComedy on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, merch, AdamRayComedy.com, specials, Read the Room, and Best of Madison on my YouTube channel, getting ready to shoot an actual special for not YouTube coming up. Young Rock every Friday on NBC and welcome to Chippendales on Hulu. Check those out. Today, we've got the best of 2022. Holy shit. From Jason Biggs to Rick Glassman to Eric Griffin to Dana Carvey to John Lovitz, Paul Feig, uh, John Kite, TJ Miller, Angela Johnson, Tara Strong, Josh Wolf, Harlan Williams, Miles Teller, Matthew McConaughey, and more. This is a fun one. The best of 2022. I don't want to waste any time, so enjoy the fuck out of this episode. Share the pod with your friends, your lovers, your exes, your enemies. And uh, guys, have a great new year. Um, you know, be good to yourself. And uh, and in turn, you'll be good to others. You know what I'm saying? So enjoy this episode, and I'll see you guys next week. Hey, it's Herbert. Mm-hmm. And you're listening to the About Last Night podcast, you slippery little son of a bitch. ALN Best of 2022, moment number one, Jason Biggs. Directors loved me. Feedback was, I'm their choice. But the studio was still unsure if they were going to go with unknowns or if they were going to do names, particularly for that role, because it was kind of the like main dude. And ultimately, I found out the guy was Jonathan Taylor Thomas that they were hoping to get. And he ultimately passed, I believe, because... And I haven't talked to him about this. I'd love to get his side of the story. But my version of it and my... Hold that thought. Guys, bring him in. <laughs> wow. They were supposed to bring in a JTT lookalike. I'm sorry. And he was going to do a whole thing. A with whole bit. Yeah. Be- Fuck, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't have the budget for extras. Rewind literally two hours before I shot that pie scene where I was 110% committed. Two hours before that, I was calling my manager in my dressing room, freaking out, going, I'm about to do the pie scene. Like, 
should I be nervous? Like, is this, is this really like, is, this, yes is this. this crazy? Yeah. Like, yeah. Am I, am I crazy? Like I read this and was like, oh, I can't wait to do this. Weird. But now it's here and I'm like, am I really doing it? And I know it's a universal movie, but still, what if it is just, you know, still all, and again, this is before I was on Zoloft and, <laughs> and, you know, the cocktail of drugs that I'm on now. Yeah. So I would just, I would spin, I would spin. And he's like, literally, he goes, you go in there and you fuck that pie with all you got. I was like, <laughs> okay. Greatest okay. advice great, ever. Great, great advice. And uh, yeah, and I did. And I did. Wait, it, did the crew laugh? And that was the other thing. The crew laughed. Awesome. When we, when the, after the first take and cut, you know, the director said cut, crew bust out laughing. But the kiss scene, if you like that scene, one tidbit from that was that the take that's in the movie <laughs> uh, we're kissing and I improvised just p- bringing my hand up to his face yes. and he just right away Sean just just played a lot and just smacked my hand away <laughs> and it's that's in the movie they kept it. and they kept it yeah it's just like there's so much like bro I, that's so funny because it's all and I'm, in, I'm invested enough <laughs> to where I'm gonna like, not necessary and like maybe it's force a habit or I just feel like oh this is what you're supposed to do when you're making out and, and you're so just, like, conducive to the character totally. to be like I'm just I'm trying to be I'm, make, I'm trying to make it as passionate and as <laughs> I'm and, gonna sell it I I'm gotta sell it, sell it yeah, yeah, yeah oh my god yeah dude he smacked it away it was great moment number two Jamie Presley what's a rabbit hole well see here's the thing Lennon love is infatuated with commercials I can Lennon uh, Leo and Lennon Amazing. are the twins. Um, Lennon is infatuated with commercials and memorizing them. Oh, my God. Um, and jingles are just full on like the script. Oh, my God. He literally this morning at breakfast, he was like, Nutrisystem, get rid of that stubborn belly fat. I turned around. I was like, what? And he wasn't even on his iPad. It's just that he's memorizing it. Oh or, my hi, I'm Rob Lowe <laughs> talking about um, Adkins. Adkins. It is is out of nowhere he'll be like he runs in my room hi I'm Rob Lowe (laughs) Atkins has peanut butter chocolate bars and he starts doing all this and I'm like how's his Rob Lowe impression does it okay he's so cute (laughs) my god you think Rob Lowe does that when he walks around his own house walks into a room and goes hi I'm Rob Lowe probably a Ronald McDonald commercial that would always come on at Christmas when I was a kid and it was him this um there were kids out on this you know ice skating out on this frozen lake yep and one of them gets left behind because he can't skate and so ronald Ronald. mcdonald goes over and gets him and starts skating with him and pulls him into the group i cried every time as a kid i got to see it years and years later people were playing like some of the like old classic yeah during the holiday yeah yeah the old classic um, commercials. I saw it, cried again. I'm sentimental. I'm not somebody who cries. Is it clowns doing good deeds that really tugs at your heartstrings? It's like, <laughs> no. My character used kind of three or four different dialects um, based on her mood. So <laughs> when she wanted something, she was like, Earl. And everything she taught like this or, you know, Honey or Crab Man or Randy. She yeah, was talking so like she sweet. was from Georgia, right? Because it's like, or even North Carolina, some parts there, is because they draw it out like this. <laughs> and then you talk about like Arkansas and stuff where you talk out the side of your mouth or something like, you, you talk like this outside of your mouth and you talk like almost like Holly Hunter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? It's kind of like this. And then there's the, you know, like Tennessee is a little bit higher. <laughs> And like Tennessee, and we talk like this in Nashville. Yeah. And Texas, they just talk real fast. Everything's real fast, a little bit lower. But when you put them all together, that's who Joy was. Earl, 
You know, it, the whole shit. thing with Darnell. It just was that way. You didn't know where the hell she was from. <laughs> she was just from somewhere in the fucking South. So that was all your call. Yeah. To cool. do those different things. Yeah. yeah because it, it made her more fun and, okay. and yeah. gave her some layers. Moment number three, Rick Glassman. Although I did just see somebody post that Christmas, there was a, a Hallmark Christmas movie called, called The Jew Who Didn't Do It. Let me ask you this. How come there's no home? Sit. Sit. Taking off my big jacket. Great. Then sit. Okay. How come there's no Jewish? Right. All right. How come there's no Jewish Hallmark uh, Christmas movies? Um, there's Mensch on a Bench. That's not real. Yeah. Elf on a Shelf is a thing. And then on Shark Tank, uh, the guy came in and, and got a deal for uh, Bench on a Bench. And they have like videos and stuff. I'd buy that. Well, go to menchonabench.com <laughs> slash uh, Seattle. <laughs> and, uh, Wait, but what would you double. would do you watch those movies when you go home to the yeah. holidays with your fam in, in Cleveland? Do do they like to rally around the tube and watch those? No, my mom watches them sometimes. My mom's always in the other room watching stuff, so I'll go in in the middle of a Hallmark movie. My grandma likes them. She does, yeah. No. Oh. But my mom, uh, she did send me to one camp. I remember she wrote my uh, name on a lot of my stuff. Mm-hmm. In case underwear, socks, it, whatever, prove that it's yours. Yeah, but then I remember like throwing it down, like having it all like next to my bed, and somebody was like, "Who wrote their name on their fucking underwear?" Somebody said that about to me, and too. I was like, "I know, what a loser!" And they're like, "It's you, Adam Ray," and I was like, "That's not mine." <laughs> oh, so somebody else wrote your name on their underwear? Yeah, this is a fucked up game. <laughs> I wish I did that. Yeah. You imagine knowing what you know now, going back, oh. how much you could dominate kids. <laughs> hey, Rick, you fucking weirdo. Where We don't like you, you fucking fucking bitch. And I would be like, hey, Brian, eat my fucking asshole, you <laughs> liquor. Do you want to leave? Yeah. Let me get a box for this. I had three Hurry bites. Up. Hurry up. I had three bites. Okay. Yeah, can we get a box? And do you have tiramisu? You do? Who are you talking to? <laughs> Where's the supervisor? <laughs> the waiter, just, man. Who are you? <laughs> Wait, I was just going to say. What New are you improv- doing? An orange. <laughs> Kids uh, receive one insult, and that's game, set, match. They can't come back from it. Even if it's like, your mom's got fat, big old titties. You're like... She doesn't. Knowing what you know now, if somebody said that to you, how would you handle it? it But you're a kid. Yeah. Your mind. Yeah. Uh, Hey, Adam, your mom's got some big old fat titties. Yeah. I bet you'd love to titty fuck them, wouldn't you? Well, guess (laughs) what? You ain't gonna, because somebody else is. A grown man with a real cock. Not some tiny little boy wiener. (laughs) You looked him up and down. You know, you got the same size wiener as him. Party, we're traveling 42 miles an hour. It's not fast enough to go back to 1969. <laughs> Doc, 69's a funny year to go back to. That sounds like a, a cartoon rat from New York. Fievel goes east. <laughs> yeah, Fievel goes across the train tracks. Yeah, I knew Fievel. <laughs> yeah, he went west because he didn't have a fucking clue. Go east across the train tracks, under the tunnel, through the bridge, climb up the tree, and look out at the beautiful view of Central Park. Brooklyn, if you're famous. <laughs> Why Brooklyn, if you're famous? You know, one time I met Paul Giamatti at Noah's Bagels. <laughs> and you know what he said to me? You look like that Fievel guy. And I go, hey, Giamatti. <laughs> I once ate a girl out while watching Sideways. 
Insane. I would love to have all of those people at the pool come up here and just, could I be crass? I'd love to see them all blow you. <laughs> oh, well, that sounds expensive. Yeah. Hi, I'm Adam Wright. And every year, strangers <laughs> struggle with getting blown by multiple people at the same pool. <laughs> but if you, if you really, it, pay, we're going to put the number down below. Call that number. It'll connect you with other singles who are out there looking to mix it up in the daytime. And we're talking, we're talking people with, uh, with, with credit cards, people who've rented cars. Remember, keep it tight. You were funny. It was good. Close it. Anyway, the point is live your life for yourself. Just close it. Don't go out there thinking that everyone's against you. Sit back, relax. Look at, look at they're all on their phones now. You, you, Damn it. you it was so engaging. Damn it was so funny. Yeah. But just remember, you don't cash out. You don't have money, right? Moment number four, Brent Morin. We're talking about baby, baby names. names. Calvin, yeah. great name. I think Chris nailed it with that. That's a good name. Um, makes me think of Calvin and Hobbes, which I, Hobbes is also a great name. Mm -hmm. Hobbes and Shaw, not so much. Calvin and Hobbes, I'm all in. It's all about the last name too, isn't it? Totally. Calvin D'Elia. Calvin D'Elia is not bad. Yeah. Boston Morin. I don't mind that because then your nickname's Boss. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, wait, Boston's a guy? Yeah. Uh -oh. Or it could be like a really dope girl. Yeah. That's my daughter, Boston and Billy. Boston for a girl is very cool. That is kind of cool. Um, I, I, I wonder if I'll just go traditional names when I have children or if I'm going to go out there names because it is their life. Well, you're a celeb and you got you to gotta come correct. Like there's... Skydive. <laughs> Skydive Morin. <laughs> You know what? No. No. Um, <laughs> and if she's a girl, she works at the Eskimo Club. <laughs> uh, Sky. Well, so. It's dive. It's awesome. <laughs> and that's for sure what she does. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. if you give her two great names in one name, she's going to, um, she's going to, um, okay. So, uh, <laughs> oh boy, improv is fucking tough. Sometimes um, we're really on. So people okay. have to know that it's not it's not always on. We're we're slipping a little bit. We are. I looked up. I'm canceled. I looked up <laughs> what the worst baby names of all time are. Really? What a great thing to Google. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As far as great Googles go, would you ever name a baby Google? By the way, how about Greg Google? <laughs> <laughs> His middle name is Google. You know, my friend for, Elliot did that in college. The one with the kid that's doing the prank phone calls now. Yeah. He, this, this is where he's getting a taste of his own medicine. He would, in college, went up to a girl and was like trying to hit on her. Mm. So he lied and said that, he goes, well, my dad is, my dad owns Google. And he was being very convincing. And she finally goes, well, what's, what's your name then? And he goes, Elliot. He goes, no, what's your last name? He goes, Elliot Google. <laughs> 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 awesome. And she just walked away. Was of like, course you're she an did. Asshole. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, What's your dad's oh. name? Gary Google. <laughs> yeah. Elliot uh, Google. I used to do that in business class. We had a um, Vietnam War vet uh, teacher oh, who, um, like, people would, the door was behind you for the entry of the class. People would come in to drop off notes. And if you tap him on the shoulder, he'd freak the fuck out. He broke a kid's nose that tried to give him a, no, uh, a note once. Um, clicking of a pen made him go fucking like that. Camera flash. Um, great guy, though. They missed him more. Little gnome-looking guy, giant beard. Um, and he had this business class. 
And at one point, he just goes, he would give out extra credit like it was fucking Oprah giving out cars. He just, when he felt like it, he'd be like, all right, extra credit day, extra credit day. And he'd just go, ah. And he'd start thinking of things. And he would just ask rapid fire questions. And if you got the answers or you even attempted the answer, he'd fucking go, 30 points extra credit, 50 points extra credit. Oh, and wanted cool. you to keep tabs on it and then give it to him at the end of class. So one day he goes, great businessmen. We're talking great businessmen. Great businessmen. <clears throat> so my buddy and I, Raise your hand. Uh, Ron Costco. Adam Ray, 30 points extra credit. <laughs> nice. Uh, my buddy next to me who we started doing this with. Adam French, what do you got? Uh, Daniel Rite Aid. 30 points extra credit. Adam French. Boom. Wow. Great businessman. Who are we talking? Uh, Marissa Footlocker. What the <laughs> fuck? You know? All right. But hey, I like where your head's at. 20 points extra credit. Wow. It's awesome. He was just coming in hot. Yeah. He just, you know, he didn't give a fuck. He, uh, <laughs> he had been there so long, I think he was just also he had like- tenure. Yeah, and he oh, like he broke a kid's nose. They weren't gonna fire him, you know. Can't. He was the mayor of Eskimo City. Moment number five, Eric Griffin. By the way, dude, this is the thing that also pisses me off too. And I gotta say this before you interrupt me. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean, I saw it. You know, how, you <laughs> can I at least tell you what I was gonna say. <laughs> Go ahead, interrupt me. I was gonna say, <laughs> Please. I was, I was gonna say I don't think anyone expected we'd ever see Ali slap Pootie Tang. Okay. You interrupt me for that. We'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> I need to come slap you for that joke. For ruining your podcast. Moment number six, Dana Carvey. Every time you look at me, you son of a bitch. So I love Al Pacino. I mean, the there's best. nothing better than that. Wait, rhythm. real quick. Is he, have you have you met him? Ever? No, but John Lovitz, full circle, met him. Oh, you know, Dana God. does you, you know. <laughs> You said that to Pacino. Yeah, I said it to Pacino. He does you from Scarface. He thinks it's your finest performance. <laughs> so Pacino, I guess, said something like, that's very nice. Yeah. Tell Dana, I like it. Now, if you don't mind, get the fuck out of my face. Who, who the I'm fuck taking are you? a shit. Who let you in this stall? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so um, anyway, uh, so I moved back down and I started Spade's out and about. You guys have been homies for a long time. I knew Spade before SNL. When he wow. was like coming to LA at 21. Wow. And he ended up, I shared a house with Bob Dubeck and Kevin Nealon in Beachwood Canyon with my wife. Yeah. And then Spade took, I got SNL, was able to bring Kevin in. And then Spade took Kevin's bedroom in the house. So we knew him back then. He was always funny. Yeah. And then I saw him on SNL. We shared probably four years there, three, four years SNL. And then just kind of lost the thread of each other. But we never see each other like that. So yeah. when he moved down, we started going out to dinner. And I like to go to a place that's just really close to where I live. Yes. Like I just so eventually we'd only go there. Yeah. And then we'd have these long dinners. We have we'd have Conan or Ted Sarandos, who's wow. really cool. Yep. Or we you the know owner of Blockbuster, if people don't know that. Yeah. Ted Sarandos. Oh well, I no. did well, I did Netflix, one I did yeah. a Netflix obviously corporate gig for Blockbuster like a year before they faded. And they're like, Blockbuster, everyone's singing, you know, rah rah corporate. Yeah. I sec about Blockbuster. Talk about, yeah, what about the late fees? Because I didn't fucking, you know, I got to give you my house because oh, I lost the fucking- So funny, that yeah, crushed, I bet. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so- So these dinners would just go on. And, and then we would talk and stuff, and then he went on Fantastic. Yeah. And I interviewed him. Yeah. And then our mutual manager said, that's a really good patter chemistry. I do the voices. I'm older. I'm like his big brother. Yeah. He has a great uh, Dennis Miller level- pattern not all the references that dennis miller's yep. brain can come up with but just spades the quick sniperness you're a yeah. little more flowy and musical and he's got that quick like yeah, yeah it's and a good just, back and forth we just clicked we don't compete yeah we're, we're just sort of uh we're, we support we're, each other we're really good friends yeah. yeah and uh 
So we did it. I guess people like it. I don't know. I yeah. can't give you the metrics, you know. In Belgium, at 13.7 of people that were left-handed watched the first six minutes. You know, enough with the metrics. The breakdowns, yeah. Come on, okay? No many breakdowns, all right? Do cats like it or not, okay? I don't need to do fucking calculus to find out if I'm employed, all right, Kiki? Oh, my God. Okay, put down, put down the hash pipe, all right, Sparky? Oh. Um, so Dennis Miller there for a second. So then do we you, do. Do you did, love do you love doing it? So now you've done. You said you have banked about uh, 30, 30, 28. and twelve will yeah. come out. You've I mean John yeah. Hamm, Rob Lowe, Tina Fey, Judd Apatow, Conan, uh, Hanks, which I fucking love because Hanks is my you know probably my favorite actor of all time. Well, Hanks is there, Hanks. Well, the, first of all, I love visiting people. Yeah, I realized when I started doing this. Yeah, you have friends who you meet and do things with, like Hanks hosting SNL yeah. and so forth and so on. I did some other things with him. And then you don't see him. You, we're not all living in Beverly Hills like Lucy Ball. Hello, Bob Hope. How are, how are you, Humphrey Bogart? We're on just, Hollywood Street. Yeah, we're scattered. <laughs> so you don't see people. So now I go on the Zoom and then I get to see Tina Fey for an hour and talk to her or Ben Stiller. So cool. And then when I see them again later somewhere, it'll just be that connection. To, you know, John Hamm was great. But the thing about Tom Hanks was he was early on and I, I knew it was an SNL theme. Yeah. But I just, he was a host. I, I'm also very interested in other things. Yeah. I, I'm spectacular. I'm very interested in making, putting the person as a little kid. So I like to ask him, you know, to, when you're growing up, what were the movies yes. that floated your boat? Thank so you. then he levitated out of the chair, Planet of the Apes. I said, Jason the Argonauts, Jason the Argonauts, Jason the Argonauts. I mean, he yeah. couldn't even, and it was so fun. And finally yeah. I said, uh, Slinky. Or silly, or, or yeah. no, no, uh, what's the ball you- uh, Yo-yo? No, the ball no. you throw down really hard. Uh, uh, speed ball, speed, uh, I, I can't believe it. bouncy no. ball? No, I no, don't. no, no, hold on. Super ball, yeah. or- Oh yeah, that's right. Or slinky. Right. And he goes, super ball, of course, you know. Of course, you'd lose it once you're within it, you're going three yards later. Slinky, get all twisted up. I mean, so that was really Great fun. Great question, yeah. yeah. Great, because you want, you want, they light up, because you, when you're researching, you look at some of their other podcasts, so you try to ask something. I love that you asked. do that. Yeah. yeah. You want to try to find stuff because a guy like Hanks hasn't done everything, but he's been out a lot and been asked a lot of things. So you want to try to come at him with some things that Saving are- Saving Private Ryan, that must have been scary. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's been asked Had you held a gun before then? Do you yeah. still go to the beach? You're like, yeah. And he had a photographic memory uh, about movies and about Saturday Night Live. Really shockingly yeah. remembered sketches that were cut and the theme song- of the sketch that was Holy cut. Holy shit. And then would start singing it with Spade's sketch that bombed. And they both start singing the theme song. So anyway, he's a freak. Moment number seven, John Lovitz. Now, let me ask you this. Is it weird that my walk-up song is the thong song? People said you were going to have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. I don't care what your walk-up thong is. I want you to swing the goddamn bat. I don't care if you go up there and your underwear is riding up so high at your ass that there's blood <laughs> spilling out all over home plate. Swing the fucking bat. You can't get a hit. The only way you're going to get on base is, is if they walk you or they hit you. But when you're, I mean, you're striking out. You're not striking out, actually. You're, you're not even swinging. What, what are you afraid of? Finally, someone takes an interest in, in me. I'm afraid of a lot, Clayton. I'm afraid of commitment. You should be afraid of, of, of doing improv. <laughs> Moment number eight, Seattle Mariners general manager, Jerry Depoto. The pitch from Acevedo. A drive deep to right field. Down the line. The Mariners win this game 
and Kyle's reaction, you know, like the holy shit, gra- grab your hat. There's no way this is happening. It's, just kid, it's what every kid, yep. when they say, yep. when every player says you dream about that as a kid, especially professional players. I mean, you know, I'm not a professional baseball player, not with that attitude, but I also dreamt of doing the walk-off home run when I played Little League. Everybody did, right? And he did it. No one's ever done it before. There's a, so this we found out after the fact. No one has ever hit a walk-off home run to clinch a playoff spot for their team in Major League history. It's never happened. On a Friday before a fireworks show yeah. with J.D. Depoto. <laughs> you know, one of our coaches leaned back in the chair and said, boy, we got to change something. I said, not really. It's just baseball. You know, you just said there's sooner or later they're going to realize that, that, that the, the golden egg is right there and they won't play tense because we were playing tense. And, you know, the, the way to solve tension isn't to go add more tension. It's to find a way to take it away. And, and uh, you know, the, the, the way you can take it away is just don't talk about it. You know, go out, do something fun, do something, you know, outside the norm. Don't take BP one day. This is where I think Joe Madden made his his hay back in the the Rays Cubs days when 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 he was the first to go off the reservations. Ah, screw it, we're not taking BP for the next three months, you know. And the guys responded. They, they you know, it was something different, you know. And we, here we are. We had two weeks left to go in a season where it was it seemed imminent we were going to the postseason. Moment number nine, Hall of Fame director Paul Feig. So, well, actually, in this very room that we're sitting at, he came in and just I just like to have them one at a time kind of just read through their lines so I can hear if it sounds right. Yeah. And he's like, you know, he, so he sat down and goes like, should I try to be funny? I said, like, Jason, treat this like this is the most serious movie you've ever made. He's like, oh, OK, I got it. Oh, and he just started reading it. Every line he read, we were just it was Melissa and I were here. We were just on the floor. And so he read every single line. And then I was like, Jason, <laughs> put the script away. Don't look at it again until we get to the set. It's perfect. <laughs> wow. But then we just knew we were going to write a bunch of other jokes for him. That's such great direction because he was so fucking funny yeah and but but i almost in that way where you're like oh i don't know if this character realizes he's being that funny because he is trying to deliver it straight and you're like don't go for the joke almost i mean totally he's got a sense of like oh no he's funny yeah i mean look you you see the crank movies of course he knows he's funny a thousand percent yeah totally i mean those movies are so fucking bananas that honestly made me go okay he's gonna kill on this Moment number 10, Seattle Seahawks legend, Super Bowl champ, pro bowler, Doug Baldwin. I felt like, I was like, no, I feel like I saw a lot of Seattle peeps in the city walking around and just soaking this up. And then after that opening um, snap uh, and the you safety, heard it. what it was like from your end? Were you like, holy shit, there's a home, a home game? game. <laughs> Bro. Yeah. It snapped over the head of Peyton Manning. A flag is down and the ball's out of the back of the end zone. It's a safety to start this game. And I was just screaming at him the same thing that he was telling me at halftime. You know, this is who we are. We may not be the superstars on the team. We may not be the biggest, the strongest, the fastest. We may not have all the stats. But when you give us an opportunity to compete, to help our team win, we're going to show up every time. When Sherman would pick off the ball, I'd be the first one on the field celebrating with him. You know, it was just, it was, it was culture. It was the, it was the winning culture that aside from everything else that's what i miss the most would cam and earl hit people in practice they the way they would in games i would venture to assume you got to pull <laughs> back a little cam wouldn't because cam would you know cam would really hurt somebody if he did bro um, I mean, and i mean all of them would but you know there was there was times um so brian walters yeah right and again 
our culture was when we practiced, we were really practicing, you know? And nothing highlighted that more than pro the first Super Bowl. We're practicing, it's literally a couple days before the game and our practices are, we're going full speed. Get the fuck out of here. And it's just, and you know, Pete's having to tell us to slow down, but like, that was just the way we practiced. And also that level of preparation, we knew going into the game that we were gonna win. When you're about to catch the ball, like let's say the uh, the um, freezing game in Minnesota against mm -hmm. the Vikings, you got that one hander. Is there's I can't help but believe that like even you, as a professional in the moment, is like, fuck yeah, dude, right? Like or is it, or is it just like back to business? Like you're like, yeah, dude, I needed to get the ball. I only had one hand free, and so that's what I did. Third down and ten. Four-man rush, pressure put on, and a one-handed grab by Doug Baldwin. Sensational catch. I was in flow state during that game, and it's not to my credit. I'm not taking credit for getting in the flow state. It was so cold that you had no—the only way that I was going to be able to perform was that I had to go to a different realm in order to, to be focused and present. We should have beat the Patriots, you know? We should have beat the Patriots. We knew going into that game it was going to be a dogfight because it's Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, right? Like, they have been here before. Obviously, they have a culture and a yeah. winning. They, they know what they're doing. But we knew going into that game, like, just give us a chance. We're going to win this game. We should have won that game, obviously, yeah. right? Yeah. And I tell you this. If we had won that game, we were going to win the next one. We were going to win the next Super Bowl. There was not a question in anybody's mind. If we had won, like, we, we, we wow. were going to win the next Super Bowl, you know? That was that was the level of greatness I think that our team had. And when I say greatness, I don't mean individual greatness. I'm talking about team, culture, like all of that. We would have won the sec the third one. We would have won three in a row. Because the confidence level and unity would be at an all-time high. There was no way, there was no way that Marshawn and that offensive line were not getting in the end zone. Moment number 11, Fahim Anwar. You know, people don't realize stand-up comedians we go through life things as well but then we have shows we still have to do shows so i, I remember this time like life stuff will happen it was like i broke up with my girlfriend and then like i had a show later that night and i was trying to talk about it on stage way too early yeah yeah, yeah. so i would be up here like so i was broke up with my girlfriend and um <laughs> uh what's up with chicks <laughs> right it's, 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 like, it's like they don't even love you anymore and I'm like, this guy, this guy knows what I'm talking about. Like, I'm not even looking at the guy. No bid, just fucking. It's like, yeah, they yeah. Don't even, it's like they don't even love you anymore. It's like, this guy knows, you know. <laughs> and people are just watching. Yeah. Like, Jesus, like, take a week <laughs> off. In dating and doing all these apps and stuff, I realize it's a good mantra to have is what would Don Draper do? <laughs> when you're courting, when you don't have them yet, yeah. how would Don Draper text? Yeah. Would he send emojis? <laughs> like, you ever send an emoji you know just how hard it is how how women are like deer grazing in the forest mm. and you know you just, send the wrong emoji and they're like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you're like no 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 no, no come back because that's what it felt like oh my it felt God. like when you're dating like here yeah you, you want to get a drink sometime and then you send a dancing guy and and then there's just something so funny about that being the last exchange that <laughs> yeah. you send to a girl. That's the end and of the that's bit. Just, and yeah. you're going to die. You're going to become an old man. And that's just... <laughs> Left on red. That's right? on both your pockets. <laughs> like you send this and all you see is scene <laughs> under the dancing guy. Do you think like celebrities call their agents and be like, get me, get me COVID. It's like a hot new disease. And see, they go, look, we, we got you monkey pox. <laughs> what the fuck? Why do I even have monkey pox? 
Why are you gonna be SARS? <laughs> what year are you in? Oh my god. Just See hitting that. Yeah, that's so funny. I want I want the new strain. <laughs> I don't want Omicron. That's last. Oh, Delta? Two, Delta? Who got Delta? Who got the Matt know. Damon got Delta? <laughs> yeah. Fuck! He's already got the Bourne series. Yeah, you get somebody from like the CDC just to track the hottest. <laughs> It's in a lab. It hasn't broke yet. We can get you to breathe it. We have a test tube for you. Oh, we've all we got Harrison Ford locked in. Naomi Watts wants to do two inhales. Moment number 12, Walter Afanasia. And the thing is, she liked everything, and it just became... It wasn't like in our heads at any time that this was going to become what it would become. I thought Miss You Most at Christmas was going to be the big song because it was this Mariah Ballad and... And lo and behold, the first year that it came out, it didn't go. So, so perpetually nowadays, it's like exponentially every year. Yes, it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And for the last three years in a row, it goes number one on the Billboard Top 100 every year. And that's no, it's never been that's like a World Guinness, whatever all those records. For how many years has it done that? Um, it goes number one um, as a Christmas song for twenty five years now so it's the number one christmas song every year on the christmas charts but it's been going number one on the pop top one you know the top 100 we're at this big party and he comes over to me he goes hey come on let's uh let's go say hi to michael jackson you know i go let's, let me introduce you to michael jackson so i go so oh, even yeah, he's so. fanning out yeah so he's like yeah come on let's go so michael is sitting in this couch or on this chair i walk up and tommy to Michael goes, Mike, I want you to say hello to Walt. Walt just did all these beautiful songs for Disney. He did, you know, Whole New World, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Michael Jackson is looking at me and he's hearing Walt and Disney. So in his, <laughs> Michael, in his Michael Jackson fucked up way. Yeah. He grabs and my he's thinking like a kid. Yeah, he's he grabs my hand. He starts going, "Oh, Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse, I love Mickey Mouse, Walt, such a pleasure, Mickey." He thought it was Walt fucking Disney. <laughs> Moment number thirteen, Tank Sinatra. But that summer, I remember there was a rainy day. Nobody showed up to the pool. All the lifeguards and the workers were hanging out, jumping in the pool, and I, rather than jump in the pool like a normal person. Climbed under the diving board. Yep. On the ground, on the cement, slid my shirt off over my head and sealed my way into the water, like ar, 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 to make a joke out of it, just so nobody would see my tits. And everyone was like, Oh, you're so funny. I was like, Did you see my tits? <laughs> That's all I want to know. Who saw my tits? And then getting out of the pool was like waiting for, you know, Dude, trust me. Oh my God, lightning. And then I jump out of the pool. Bro, you know? isn't that such a fucking, like, exa I went through the exact same thing. Yeah, I'm reliving lightning. the trauma right now. I'm glad I'm here. <laughs> Were you teased? Were you down on yourself? Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, Resh has tits. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know I, I, would, I heard a comedian once say, I don't remember who he was. It was at some club in Long Island. I, you know, one of those things where I just happened to be there. And he was like, Shirts versus skins, Oof, dude. I would have rather done. I chills shirts, when you just said that. Shirts versus pants, no underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Pumping Iron when I was like nine. Great, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Nine, eight, nine. Yeah, great. Tried to sneak workouts in my basement. My dad caught me working out, which is like 
as at that point getting caught jerking off. It was as embarrassing. I was like, he's like, what are you doing? I was like, nothing. I threw the weights. <laughs> Moment number 14, Matt Friend. The reason I haven't been on your show is for one very simple reason. Well, there's two. Well, the first one is this. You, your bald head scares the shit out of me. Well, your problems two, aren't big enough. You're not really a doctor. It's all TV bullshit. Uh, it's fuck not you, real. bitch. No, I'm a doctor. No, well, you don't know. First of all, fuck you. I mean, I, I, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. You're a bastard. I mean, Jesus. I mean, Robin, w Robin, would you fuck this guy? No one's hey, fucking you, Dr. Phil. No one is fucking you. Hey, you know what? Uh, well, I'll tell you, my Jesus. wife fucks me. I put, I make her wear a mask in my face so I know what it's like to get fucked by myself. Moment number 15, John Kite and Piot Michael. I had COVID before anybody else had COVID. Prove it. I went to Wuhan, small boy, little child, went on a field trip. <laughs> I was patient zero. Went down to the laboratories, you know, the Halloween laboratories. Old Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, they were working on some animals, rats, frogs, everything. They said, hey, little kid, American boy, what are you doing here? Of course, they spoke Chinese before Google Translate. Listen, folks. By the way, I would love to see you as like a talking clit in a Pixar movie. Hey, I'm a fucking clit. Come here and lick me, you fuck. So Come I, on. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? Don't I mean, you know how to stimulate me? I think Don't we, you see there's no blood flow? The fuck is wrong with you? You're just pushing and shoving in? You're paying no attention to me. I would, and now Christopher Walking auditioning for the role of the clit in Pixar's new movie called Clitty. Hey, you're not finding me. <laughs> I'm over here. Marco. No, in the wrong place. Folks, America's <laughs> fucked up, and I believe that a good lick can go a long way. Well, that's, uh, I don't know if that's something you want to say out loud, sir. Yeah, you know, I, I think, uh, <laughs> I can't believe I voted for this guy. <laughs> I appreciate your vote. I, you know, I, well, I think they should have done uh, uh, a tongue in a, 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 a bowl of, uh, of, of Tootsie Pops. If you are going to hide a tongue in a bowl of candy, Tootsie Pops, it's going to get, or Dum Dums, those Dum Dum suckers. Yeah. Were you a, George Lucas, were you a Tootsie Pop or a Dum Dum? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, you know, a lot of people have called me a Dum Dum for the decisions I've made, <laughs> but I proved them wrong. Uh, tootsie <laughs> Rolls are, are the perfect uh, perfect circumference to uh, stick into uh, certain orifices. we, we got to bring that word back. Well, orifice for sure, yeah, but <laughs> circumference. Circumference and orifice. Stick sound like charge our banks. <laughs> <laughs> circumference and orifice sound like some sort of beach cop duo. Moment number 16, TJ Miller. You know what I want to do is, and he's already doing this, Pickled pineapples. Oh, yeah. Have you ever thought of such a thing? No. Nope. And it's delicious. If I saw them in the same room together, I wouldn't question why they're talking to each other. What? Dill pickles and... Pineapples. Pickled pineapple? A pickles. If I saw... If I saw... Oh, pickled pickles pineapple. <laughs> talking to pickled pineapple in a room, I would freak the fuck out. Because they're food. They can't talk. Good God, Adam. Go to the doctor. Jesus Christ. <laughs> have you ever been puking and they were supposed to introduce you for the show? Yes, I have. Have you? Oh, I've done all the things. I've done all the things that all you're of the body things. <laughs> <laughs> I've ejaculated right before and I didn't know why. <laughs> Just on the way to stage, I was like, oh, whoa, whoopsies. That's what I say when I ejaculate Funny bedroom, by the way. Oh, whoopsies. If you're a porn star, that's your catchphrase. I would love that. TJ, come too early. TJ, One come too early, Miller. 
come too early. CTE. Is that the number two in between? Like he's got maybe. CTE. Oh, what's wrong with his head? He's oh, not the one you're thinking of. CTE. Yeah. He has brain damage. <laughs> CTE? No, no, no. He, he did that with or without the brain damage. But I'll tell you what. It comes fast and it comes hard. Moment number 17, Anthony Jesselman. I mean, yeah, I feel like I've, you and I have probably had, I want to say maybe like not even double digits conversations yeah. until the other night. And then it was like a very happenstance, like comedy store, main room, green room, which the store, any comedy club, and you tell me like you're, you know, out all the time, you know, is there a time and a place to like get to know somebody or talk to somebody? Because there's so much foot traffic all the time. Mm -hmm. There's times where I've been in, in conversations with you and three other people and like, you know, maybe there'll be a back and forth with you and I, but then somebody else comes up that I don't really know, but you're really tight with. And then I just, I'm like, this is my cue, yeah. you know? And I just try to read the room on that. And then um, <clears throat> being in the green room, it was just us. And I was like, well, this is how anybody should like hope to have a um, a little bit of the beginnings of a back and forth. We have like no distractions and nobody coming in with like some extraneous bullshit or somebody comes in, like I said, like that knows one of us better that kind of just rips it apart. Um, but uh, so that's always cool. And that's what I love about the store, too, is that like you just get those moments mm -hmm. where. And then hopefully, you know, you don't say the fucking wrong thing when you were like, how you doing, man? Like, if I had opened with, oh, fuck, I'm, I got this, like, domestic abuse. Thing. Like, you know, if I had opened with <laughs> some, something to make you go, yeah, cool, man. I'm going to go over my jokes if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, you did give me a, uh, <laughs> I don't want to get too into it, but I want to at least allude to it. When, when I brought you on stage, you tag team at the comedy store, and I'm bringing you on stage, and, uh, and I'm going to say the quote. And we'll just like leave it at that, and you know who knows maybe down the line really d uh, dig into it. But um, there's a story of something that kind of uh, occurred with me and another comedian uh, a while back, and um, and a few uh, homies know about it. And so there's a couple key quotes from that. One of them being the quote being, "If you keep pressing pause, yeah. you're not going to get to hit play," which is what somebody said to me, which is hilarious. An amazing quote. Like when I heard it, I was just so happy. You were. I said it all the time. I've said it on my podcast. Wow. Like I opened my jest, podcast yeah? with like a quote, just being like, I just said that, and my my partner was like, "What? What does that mean?" I'm like, "Oh, it's just someone, <laughs> someone I always make fun of said that quote. It doesn't mean a fucking thing." Yeah. But he said it like it was just like this with the gravitas. Holy crap! Like, yeah. Oh my god! If I keep hitting pause, yeah, I won't be able to hit play. But you can. There's yeah. no, there's no rule that like you don't open up your VCR and they're like, don't hit pause too much. <laughs> You can't watch any movies. Like, it's not a thing. Oh, it was, it's also the getting, um, get from people in your business and you're that aren't like too much or just getting any sort of like slap on the wrist from a comrade or somebody in a way like that was a very like looking down pointing, but so funny that I couldn't even really get mad about it. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm glad that you- uh, Oh, you're just like, I've got this story. I can't wait to tell people this. I know. And I love, like when I heard like, uh, uh, you, we've got a friend in common yeah. uh, who, who told me this story yes. and I was just like, tell me more. Like, tell me everything oh, there yeah. is. And just, you got this the full scoop. This person is like a fountain of <laughs> like amazing stories. If it was like an unauthorized biography, I would read the <laughs> shit out of it. Uh, so, so Anthony's bringing, uh, or I'm bringing him on stage and <laughs> you close and the first and this is what was so great about it is like i honestly like again like we just had this like first kind of lengthy longer than you know maybe even uh the first of uh, uh you know 10 minute conversation maybe where i'm like fuck i've always liked the guy very cool to add a little rapport to now like the uh the uh, encounters and then i'm you know 
doing my thing on stage and I'm uh, bringing you up and uh, real fired up to bring you out and you stop and, and pause and just pull me in close and I was like taken aback because I was like oh shit like first I think first time bringing you out like to the main room so I'm like and now he's gonna like I don't know if it was just gonna be a quick good set but you you were real stoic you know as you are and you pull me close and you just go if you keep pressing pause you're not gonna be able to hit play and I fucking didn't put it together where it was from so I literally go <laughs> I laughed first because I just assumed it was something funny, but then also I heard it and attached it to where I know it's from, but was like, there's no way it's that. And so then I laughed uncomfortably and then walked off and then was like, fuck, was he telling me to like slow down? Like, I know sometimes I can get a little, a little, you know, my pace get picks up when I, and I was definitely trying to jam in a few more bits in my last couple minutes on stage. So I went home being like, fuck. And I was like, all right, you know what though? Hey, if there's a, I like the guy, and if that's somebody that's gonna throw me a, a dime of wisdom, I'm taking it. And I fucking I went home and I told my fiance, I was like, yeah, it was real cool. Like he took time to tell me to fucking slow down and like work on my pace. And she's like, that's cool. I was like, yeah, it was cool. And then come to find it was that. So yeah, you DM'd me, and I because I don't even I I just got on Instagram a few months ago. So oh, I'm cool. Like, I don't even know about DMs and all that shit. So Liz was like, oh yeah, Adam DM'd you. Uh, he said that you gave him like great advice. And I was like, what? <laughs> What? Because when I said that to you, I could I felt like you didn't you weren't ready for me to like make a joke or say anything. So it was kind of like what? what? You know, so you someone like says something in passing. You're yeah. Like, oh yeah, cool, man. If you have no idea what they said, totally. Like, That's what happened. Yes. And then when you like you your DM, you I think it was a voiceman when you were like, hey, thanks, man. I've been trying to slow it down a little bit. I'm like, it's so funny. You would think I'd be like, hey, slow down, Adam. We know each other at all, but I'm I'm going to tell you how to do your act, bro. But I, but I I hope that they, that uh, that that lands with you that I was not offended at all by that. Mm -hmm. So it's all, it, which again, it, it, it's all intent and purpose when you're trying to like say or do anything. And it's like, and being a, a nice person and likable goes a long way because no part of me was like, fuck this guy. This is the first time I brought him on stage and he's trying to tell me how to pace it up. But looking back in hindsight, very funny, dude. Moment number 18, Angela Johnson. Only other time is my grandma. Uh, before she passed away, I think I was maybe 19 or 18. I don't know. I was out of high school, but I hadn't done anything yeah. yet and she used to watch her telenovelas her mexican game shows where it's just like loud colors noises like phenomenal. yeah so she would watch those all the time and she would be in her her little rocking chair pulled up real close to the tv <sighs> and she would like lean forward and just like watch her shows and um i remember one day i walked into her room and she's watching her like game show and um i remember her turning to me and saying i could see you doing that one day Whoa. And I was just like, huh. Okay. She, she meant like acting on one of the tele like, not yeah. like winning a dishwasher on a right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moment number 19, Tara Strong. My friend who is in an open marriage and like it's it's like this very successful How does that work? I don't know, it's just working. So she taught me the word compersion, and I think that's a good word. Not that it applies to our relationship at all, but it's if you're happy for someone you love being pleasured. Compersion. Yeah. Whoa. Not even close to what's going on. <laughs> Here, but I like the word. It's a good word. Comper By the way, the word sounds exactly like what it is. So it's basically. Don't you love words like that? Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah good word. It also takes two of my um, favorite things, come and Persians, and puts them <laughs> together. We'll be right back. We'll keep it right here. There's like an on-camera acting and VO and commercial acting. They're I mean, all their own entities. They are, right? Yeah. I remember, did you ever audition for commercials when you got out here? Yes. Yeah. And then it just got to a point. So terrible. Fuck. Let me drive to Santa Monica at four o'clock and wait two hours to hold up a coffee. Hopefully no. two hours. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, and hopefully my car isn't towed. Yeah. Oh, it is? Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, and I didn't get a callback for that Dr. Pepper commercial <laughs> in which I walked in, didn't even take a sip, just looked at the can. We've talked about this a little bit, but do you have people like fans that have been like friends that you came up with? Like people, I'm always curious when like you hit a certain level, when you get people like old teachers or that reach out, I always knew you were going to be a superstar or, <laughs> or uh, again, some of these Jews from your childhood that... Uh, that hits you up to do a voice for a kid's bris, right? Will you do the voice of the foreskin, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know what they're asking, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like people coming out of the woodworks. <laughs> voice of the foreskin. That's you said you did a something voice. you should write. I mean, I have been pitching for the longest Frankie time. Frankie the foreskin. A Pixar movie based around <laughs> a circumcision. Hilarious Frankie the foreskin. Do you do impressions? I do a couple. Who? Rosie Perez is my best. Let's hear it. Wait, let see me, why men get... can't jump? Oh, yeah. Ready? Yeah. You lost all our fucking money. $700, Billy. We were on our way to $8,000. Ah, Billy, you're so stupid. You should have said I love you. Infinity plus infinity. Okay. And now here's instead of Woody Harrelson, Robert Downey Jr. in that movie. Okay. Well, look, first of all, I thought we were going to fucking win the game. So I didn't have any. So I didn't wear my, my favorite shorts and I was supposed to. It's on you. You didn't wash my fucking shorts. So first, you're busting my balls over this. I'm not going to have it right now. Okay. I'm just not going to do it. Listen, sometimes when you win, you actually lose. And sometimes when you oh, lose, you actually win. Oh, where'd you read that? A fucking Snapple cap? Sometimes when you, you tie, you actually win. Oh, home? no, Japanese gonna call, Let's Billy! Did you ever um, pull, like, you know, for me now, obviously, with stand-up, like, every social situation, I feel like I'm almost, like, picking up some... I'm observing something just innately now. You just get conditioned after a while to, like, yeah. see certain things through a certain set of goggles. Were you like that with voices? Yes, like, yeah. still am. Still am. Yeah, sometimes I'll see a cute little kid or hear her. I'm like, oh, I'm stealing that bitch's voice. I'm taking that home. Yeah. Yeah. You can, because like there's Ursula. still new voices. I'm like walking around. <laughs> moment number 20, Josh Wolf. Has there been an, a moment where you've had to do that where you could sense the crowd and you're just All like, I'm going to drop. Yeah. Yo, dude, listen, man. I will say this. I don't know about your crowds. I have really tame crowds. Yeah. And tame meaning th- I don't get a lot of bros. I get a lot of people that uh, just have my kind of attitude. Yeah. The weird shit people. The weird shit. They're out to have some fun. They're smoking some weed. Yeah. And so, but every now and then, you know, I guess we get some drunkies. Oh, yeah. And I will look, man. I let you hang yourself, so then I can just say, "Yeah, yeah." One, there was this one woman <laughs> in Columbus, and she looked like she was like a road, like a Leonard Skinner roadie. Yep, right. And she had a cigarette in her mouth for the first part of the show. Took it out, black tank top. Um, short jean shorts. Uh, How old? Probably fifties, fifty-eight, yeah, something like that. Short haircut, super tan, um, and some tats. Um, a lot of ah, yeah. right, a lot of that, just like weird noises. Okay. And so we're up there, and um, something came to my brain where I was like, oh, I really want to say this, but I told her because she's been going off all show. Okay. I go to her, I go, hey, I really just thought of something that I don't want to say to you. But if you say one more thing, I'm gonna. Awesome. At this point now, you've you're basically you're throwing the bait to the fucking piranha. So everybody in the crowd was like, they look at they say. <laughs> awesome. And she goes, you won't say it. And I go, I bet your pussy smells like cigarettes. Roof explodes. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so fucking. Did she laugh? She laughed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. She laughed. Yeah. She laughed. Fucking yeah. She, she laughed. No way. Dude. Well, but wow. b- but let me tell you, 
I still get messages. I was at that Pussy Smells Like Cigarette show. Great. That was the weekend where, like, I like bringing that people. that Sacramento? That was Columbus. Oh, Columbus, you said. That was the weekend where I, somebody came on stage, a professional wrestler, and fucking wrestle chop me. Oh, yeah. And. That was bonkers. Dude, he, because as soon as he reached back like this, I was like, oh, he doesn't know what he's doing. Because he didn't backhand. Yeah. He came with the and wide he came up he left a you know when you draw a turkey when you're, <laughs> you know in first grade yeah and you're tracing the, yeah uh, the, yeah you could have traced a turkey on my chest holy shit the video online it's online Great. you can just hear the pow. wind knocked out of you jacob was on stage and you can see him go oh like that dude it was like what a great moment though. yo but then i i go take your shirt off the, the other dude had to take his shirt off too and then and you slapped him no dude oh. i i was like i don't know plus you got to see him he had a solid b cup yikes it was a fucking but i like i like that you weird do that. things happen yeah on my show. and those those things happen and that's why getting the interpreters to show up is a great extra thing of fun um and i like that you say that everyone's got their own different thing of of how to uh describe something that's happening like when yeah. i um was in seattle and doing the show with sal volcano the um i was doing a joke about brad having a little person friend and i look over and i just go what'd you do for little person and she just like didn't do didn't sign anything and i just go for real and i go like did you like that or yeah. like that and then she just like didn't do anything and i go i go fuck that and then she kind of looks back and then she starts signing and i go are you talking shit because <laughs> she didn't respond to me but then she starts signing when i wasn't talking <laughs> moment number 21 steph tolev i had a guy slap both my breasts once <laughs> he wound up and i thought he was gonna hit me in the face and i was like okay here it comes and he went Ga gong and i was like uh, and i like burst out laughing so i was like First of all, what the fuck? But second of all, what a what? both. He hit both. Like he like had it ready to fucking go, like lined up. Gun, gun. Like he, it was hard to say anything after. No, I laughed and I went, "What the fuck?" Never do that again. And he's like, "What?" And I'm like, "What do you mean, what?" He's gonna like it rough. And I'm like, "Yeah, okay, different." I'm like, "My ass, maybe." Like also, the worst was like, "Oh, he's gonna hit me in the face." And I accepted that already. I was like, "Cause he wound up." Like it was, I saw the hand. Like, like before you went to dinner. Where's this going? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before the cheesecake factory, he's like, "We're gonna get two pieces of cheesecake." What I'm sharing, and then hit both of them. I was like, it was wild. As a young woman growing, you know, your breasts grow at weird times. You feel very self conscious at first. They're like two triangles because the nipple grows in first. It's very hard. Thought I had You're cancer for a while. Uh, turns out it was my nipple growing in. Yeah, I did in fact go to the doctor, and it was in fact a nipple. And she had uh, to tell you this is a nipple. He creepy doctor Brado. I hope he's dead now. He was a little fucking creep man. God um, damn. Ew, he would literally. Would, this is what he would say. My like childhood like doctor would be like, "Oh, that's not cancer." No, he, no you could probably could have just said that. You don't have to do that. No, he, it was worse. He'd go, "Your birthday's coming up." Am I invited this year? Every year he'd do this, and I'd be like, "Mom, no!" And, she, and she'd like laugh along she'd with invite him. him. No, he would not. I was every birthday. I was waiting for Doctor Brado to slip in the back and like just be blowing up a balloon animal. Happy on his own. Like, birthday <laughs> to yeah. you. Yeah. I don't know. He's just fucking. I don't know. That's so I've never gross. done that before. Yeah, he, <laughs> Moment number twenty-two. Harlan Williams. Nothing worse than giant gums. Yeah. <laughs> and, and your dress is a rhino, so we're just like yeah. we started hypothesizing. We're like, God, what if like. She met a Tinder date and that guy, she goes, meet me at the zoo. And he goes, oh. I love that. And he shows up and he's like texting her, where are you? And then he looks up and sees her dancing around as the rhino. Oh. What do you think he does? Do you think he just texts her like, hey, I couldn't find you or something came up? Or does he, if that initial moment happens and he sees her, hey, Bethany, oh. Daniel. He's like, you work here. Wow. I do. 
Or you might be in a scenario because a lot of lonely, desperate perverts He's are got on a Tinder. Fish. He sees a rhino and he goes, holy shit, she's already horny. Thank you. Thank you. Isn't that funny? That's why I do comedy. That's why I do it. Moment number 23, Nick Dune. Brett comes up and goes, dude, congrats on everything, man. I was like, thanks, man. He's like, dude, do you remember when you can? And as soon as he just launches that, I go, this isn't going to be something I want to remember. But go on, Brett. And he goes, do you remember when you came to my house once and and uh, we ate dog bones? And I go, I don't. And he goes, yeah, it was your idea. He goes, I didn't want to do it. And you said we had to. And I go, Brett, that doesn't sound like me. And he goes, it was you, man. You and me ate dog bones. And it was your idea. <laughs> you got milk bone breath over here. He was like, oh, you don't remember that? You remember doing that after you swallowed that thing, dude? I didn't want it. I was like slowly nibbling. Oh, and you, my God. It's not the memory I wanted to recount. Moment number 24, Miles Teller. Dolphins. Um, yeah. They get do down. have sex for pleasure. Yeah. yeah. And there was this guy I found. He uh, When I was in high school, I found this guy who had kept a very, very detailed uh, journal of all the times that he had mated with a dolphin. What? A, and, a male? Yeah, like a guy, yeah. Did you turn him and in? And it's so <laughs> detailed that it's like true. He would sneak into uh, aquariums and stuff. And he said- What? Oh yeah, he would talk about like, f he would refer to some of them as like a former lover and she was brutally killed by a, a boat, you know, or something. Is so, this your next movie role? That's my next movie yeah. role. <laughs> I love that. It's, Can um, I be the dolphin? Um, um, <laughs> hello? It's time for a sip. I play a great dolphin. <laughs> Let me hear your dolphin sound. <laughs> Yikes. No? You're hired. No, not bad. <laughs> You're hired. Wait, I don't even get to audition for this? No, All right. It's a one up, oh, sorry, man. Wow, just a straight <laughs> offer to Sanchez, huh? Direct booking. Yeah. <laughs> Minority. <laughs> and yeah, so after Kobe saw Whiplash, I was just reading some GQ article and he was talking about Whiplash and how much he wow. really dug that movie. And uh, I read about it. And so I just tweeted out. I was like, man, at Kobe Bryant talking about Whiplash and GQ just made my life's highlight really, you yep. know, uh, Lake show, um, so cool. you know, 24 fan, you know, forever, whatever. And then, uh, pretty soon after that, honestly, I think like within a couple minutes or hours, whatever, Kobe started following me. So then I sleep on it. Next day I'm like, well, I got to send him a message now that yes. that is an open, <laughs> it now is. that I can, I'm, I have to send him a message. He only follows now a handful of people. Boys. He only follows a handful of people. <laughs> yeah. And so I sent him a message half-heartedly saying, half-heartedly thinking, you know, he would respond and have hardly thinking like he's going to, I don't know, he's going to go back and unfollow me or something, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You said last night at dinner, there's a Tom Cruise day. Yeah, Can in Japan, apparently that? there's a Tom Cruise day. Now, I did Samurai. say this to people who live in Tokyo. Uh, and they said that's false, but then I, I <laughs> then we as we Tom can all do now, immediately. Yeah, we can just like go on our phone and say, you know, I don't, I just, yeah, I mean, it does, does say, I don't know how seriously people take the holiday i don't know if kids are getting a half day of school <laughs> late start. what you know late start yeah tom cruise day late start show up and win ads. No homework tom cruise day <laughs> tom cruise what day. would tom do yeah what would tom do tom he'd, would be there on no, time he'd, be there. he'd <laughs> actually be there <laughs> yeah he'd be there very yeah. early extra credit yeah, already you're on time done. you're late moment number 25 matthew mcconaughey my favorite one was how to, how to lose a guy in 10 days <laughs> i was my you, you come on that 
awesome, man. I, I, I was, love it. I, I love love it. That. Hey, that, that movie. movie. <laughs> Talk about till you know what residuals are, right? A little mailbox money. Oh yeah, baby. That movie is by far and away. Holy shit! My biggest mailbox money giver that I've ever done. Wow. That son of a bitch, the gift that keeps on giving. I don't know if I ever felt like I needed to have something to prove. Okay. To, to prove because our family, you you didn't have time to dwell on. Oh, was I an accident? It was like. Be glad you were in an accident. Come on, let's get on with it. You're here. What are you going to do with it? We love you. We love you just as much. Jeez, right. I'm glad dad stuff stuck. You know? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, glad dad stuff stuck is like, could be another. I mean, I don't know if that's a t shirt or a campaign slogan for you, but holy shit, man. Definitely a bumper singer. What's your favorite curse word? Fuck. <laughs> are you more of a hard F guy? Are you kind of, you know, Close it in with the CK. Nah, I, I, you know what I am? I'm still. You know, th- there's two kind of fucks. So there's the <laughs> fuck you, and there's fuck you. Oh damn, dude! I'm a I'm a, I'm a, I'm a relaxed, relaxed knuckle. Fuck you. Yo, this is amazing. I just had this conversation with a comedian buddy of mine two nights ago about the old school straight up middle finger and then the guys that bend it down a little and don't want to give you the full fucking solo. There was a lot of power in biking on some guy's lawn and him just being like, hey, fuck you, kid. And you're like, dude, one solo yeah. finger. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's, all, it's, it's old school, but it like it really owns it. And it means you're not trying too hard. You're not you're not having to really you yeah. know flex your other your other your other struggles. Yeah. What turns you on? <laughs> By the way, let's just isolate that audio for a minute and send it to you in a direct link if you want. Chuck Liddell asking you what turns you on. <laughs> That's a fucking Yeah, man. Yeah. What, what turns me on? The fact that my daddy stuff stuck. Um. <laughs> something to look forward to turns me on I love having that. something to look forward to talk about how it took you a few beats to uh, get the craft down but I don't know man the way you acted being lifted by two angels into the outfield to catch that ball was pretty stellar dude see that man uh, ben, Williams. Yeah. ben Williams yeah. Ben Williams he's in right field how's he gonna get it oh! <laughs> <laughs> and the wires the harness is on me man and through the wall he caught it he's out moment number 26 Ryan Sickler I don't care about going fast I- I'm just you know never have I don't care about you never like uh, you know no. go to Dave and Bust and get on, you know, Gran Turismo or the motorcycle. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, some certain kids even that you can That's tell. A, not even a close comparison <laughs> to being on the freeway next to an 18-wheeler, next to some nine-year-old going, can I go next? You also look like a guy that would maybe duck on. <laughs> I've never said that about anybody. You and I just eat lunch. Like, look at this motherfucker over here. Looks like he hunts duck. So if you don't know, California. talking about Tom Segura, by the way, not yeah. Tom Selleck, right? Tom who also Segura. tours just in yeah, and I different go out markets with him a lot. I go and out Sickler him is a lot. splitting time with Tom a lot. I'm his <laughs> helicopter, bro. I was like, you got to put the stash back, bro. You got to put it back. The cop. I imagine a Tom Selleck helicopter has a big stash on the front, <laughs> like that's the bumper almost, yeah. or maybe the wings <laughs> are stashes. Like on the side, <laughs> there's only one Selleck, bro. I always like I said one I, I go I go uh, what I say I go uh I go I go don't crash us today fellas all right you we got really plenty. said that I go and I go we got plenty of diet oh sprite I go I got God. cotton mouth I was so big <laughs> one of them laughs and then uh, and then I went back to my seat and uh, my buddy was like why you talk to the cockpit and I was like yeah you're right I was like the door being open doesn't Let mean me go up there and apologize yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys guys I'm sorry man <laughs> I feel like I got off to a rocky start with y'all and you know what. <laughs> when we're cruising out, too, I'm going to come back up. <laughs>
I wouldn't call myself the class clown. I, I read this book one time, and it said um, it was like a stand-up comedy book, and the first page said, are you the class clown? And I was like, nope. And I flipped the page, and the second page says, or did you always know you were funnier than the class clown? I was like, boom. Whoa. I didn't need it. I didn't need whatever that kid needed with their dumb fart or whatever it was. <laughs> I didn't need that. I had hey, real man. shit going on. <laughs> the timing was perfect. The room was quiet. Everyone <laughs> thought it was the girl with fangs, yeah, Jill Warren, who I ate her crackers one day because I was a fat kid, and she started laughing and said my brother <laughs> farted on those crackers, and I still ate them. That's how fat I was. I just chowed down fart crackers at 2.53 p.m. Moment number 27, Sal Volcano. I hear Mario Lopez's voice more than anyone in my life because we're on the road all the time, and the second I get into a hotel room, I just turn on the television, yeah. and I listen to the suit sound. A mysterious girl wakes <laughs> up in a closet with no pants and yeah. no compass. Julia. And more stars in this thriller that you press you four. You know it so well. You know it so well. Yeah. That you hit all the notes yeah. of what he says. Yeah, he gives like a little bit of a teaser yeah. than the actor, then like what button to hit. He's. I talked to. I talked to Ted Alexander about we joke about all the time. I, I talked to. I hear no one more than Mario Lopez. I'm surprised he doesn't do like the menu. The room service should be always electronic. Should be always on the on the TV. He needs to branch out for tortilla soup. Hit six. <laughs> I'm probably getting two of them. <laughs> uh, a wayward onion meets a fry refried bean. <laughs> in this corn tortilla grape nuts yeah grape but nuts are small stones <laughs> that taste like fucking rabbit food and I shit thought grape nuts were meant for like elderly people who had constipation isn't that what grape nuts are for? well then you got to say that man you can't if put they it did, next... then they need to talk to the marketing <laughs> yeah department. you can't if that's the case it goes on a different aisle baby <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you have the audacity to put it next to I remember fucking... the, i've only had grape nuts once and that was it for me and i remember biting down i almost felt like i was going to break my teeth and it, it tasted like litter yeah like shouldn't like look cereal's gotta look edible yeah first and foremost it looks like rabbit shit have you ever can you also remember a grape nuts commercial that didn't feature someone falling down and going get me my spoon <laughs> moment number 28 andrew santito what i used to love is getting stoned and walking through the hallway because um if i don't know how congested your schools were but my high school back to the brim was yeah. extreme i mean we had about four thousand kids or something like that I don't tight even hallways remember. thin walls yeah dude and so navigating through it was a video game. I used to love operating it like a game, like two left, 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 down, down, up. And I would go through people in my mind. It was like. And I'd jump on a little kid, on a smaller, a freshman. And I'd grow. I used to think it was a video game. The hallway to me was so digital. Because you had to navigate. If you went to a congested high school, you navigate how you walked through the hallways. Human Tetris. But I really do remember that so vividly. And then looking down at my watch of like, because dude, that always pissed me off. We only had three minutes to get from class to class and our school was fucking huge, dude. And and I was late all the time, not because I was fucking around, because getting to class, if I stopped to say what up to one homie. You're done. I'm cooked. Yeah. Santino, you're late again. It's like, because I'm high, <laughs> there's too many people in the hallway, and Mark made a fucking funny joke. I had to say what's up and give him props, you know? It was a homie what up. <laughs> I'm supposed to leave the- <laughs> All right, it's your second homie what up this week. If you're tardy again, it's going to be a homie talk too long. I'm sorry, I got friends. Um, yeah, my bad. But so I, that that bothered me about, <laughs> about being stoned and going back to school, because- it killed my high almost immediately. Would you go back to speak at a school ever? And it, it, I, I spoke at a dare graduation when I was a senior in high school. Shut up. Yeah. 
and it was the Monday after the first time I got so high. You love drugs. I couldn't feel my legs, and I asked my buddy <laughs> Jess to drive me to the hospital. That oh, you were that, that you were was Saturday. That. On that Monday, I was like, "Drugs suck." Well, at that moment, you agreed. Well, They'll send you to the hospital. Well, here's what I here's actually what I open with. I go, "Look, I'm not going to tell you guys not to do drugs." <laughs> I just hear the principal in the back go, "Oh, on his mic." And my whole thing was get active, be in every club, do every sport. Because sure. when you're so busy, you have no option to uh, to participate in the stuff that's going to take you down because you're so busy. The more busy you are, the more um, priorities and responsibilities that's you're going to have, and the less uh, reason you're going to. You're not going to want to fuck that up. I say, but opening with, I'm not going to tell you not to do drugs. I got to tell you not is a to do shitty drugs. Because <laughs> naturally, I should have been like, because some of them are pretty fucking great. Yeah. Some of those, just some drugs are fucking. Raise your hand if you didn't feel your legs forty-eight hours ago. <laughs> I saw you in the hospital. It's like that's, and I was to visit somebody. I I I I say get so busy and active. This yeah. is advice to young kids. If there's a high Please. school kid that's listening to this, if you're a young man <clears throat> or lady, and you're like, I want to try drugs, pot maybe specifically yeah. or whatever, I would say do be active, be an athlete. And then be so busy that at the end of the day, you reward yourself with drugs. That's what I did. Ooh, I rewarded I like that, myself with drugs <clears throat> later in life. And I wish I did it earlier because when I started smoking pot when I was like 14 or 15, and I smoked pot all the way until, you know, three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I make it a reward nowadays. I like that. When I do drugs. Yes. In general, because it's too easy to get fucking ripped in the middle of the day. Bro, it's especially if you got a couple bucks in your pocket and you don't mm -hmm. have to be somewhere you're like i can just get fucking annihilated i think it's the biggest reason people just uh smoke pot during the days because they go i don't know it's it's 11 i don't have to do anything till four or the next day even depending right. on so they're just like i'll just do that instead of having other yeah responsibilities and priorities i think get so busy that you're rewarded it's like you wait you wait people look at like a glass of wine or like a beer at the end of the a long work day it's like have a smoke a joint after you've completed a whole day and then you can kind of then your brain is clear because i always hated getting too high and then losing the high because my whole brain was like functioning the rest of the day thinking about like where i need to be and what i need to do i'm too pragmatic to like just get stoned in the dead middle of the day if i have stuff coming up moment number 29 pete holmes so now it's almost to the point where if i have a bad set you're almost just like oh good we've pulled the bow back the tension is there, and now next time I go on stage, I'm going to want it, and the arrow is going to fly real straight. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Do you think Bo Bridges ever wanted to try to pitch the bow back, which was a backpack for... The bow back! And then Jeff, like... Got on the way somehow. Like, hung over, and just goes, the Jeff pack! And they're like, <laughs> do it! It's like jet pack, but it's a Jeff pack! And Bo's like, fuck! <laughs> Moment number 30, Nick Swartzen. I've got a really funny Dave Matthews story. I don't Please. know if I told you it. No, go for it. Did I tell you the karaoke story with Dave? No. And Dan Patrick? No. So we're in Hawaii filming Just Go With It. Dan Patrick calls me up. He goes, hey, do you shoot tomorrow? And I go, no. And he goes, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. He goes, do you want to go uh, out drinking? And I'm like, yeah. So he's like, who else can we get? He goes, does Dave shoot tomorrow? And I go, I don't know. So I hit up Dave. I'm like do you want to go out drinking with me and Dan Patrick? And he's like, yeah. So we go out drinking, three of us, and we have a driver and everything. And so we go, and it's, it's not a big night life. It's not crazy in Maui, you know? It's yeah. like pretty chill. Yeah. So we find a karaoke bar, and we're already drunk now. We have been bar hopping. 
we go to this karaoke bar <laughs> and uh, Dan runs up to the bar and he's like, hey, can I get uh, shots and blah, 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 cocktails? Nice. So we go up. Then Dan just runs up on stage. Dude, the guy's running the karaoke. He's like, hey, blah, blah. we don't know what he's, he's doing. like, hey, do you know? So we don't know what he's doing. So Dave goes, what's he doing? I'm like, I don't know. And Dave doesn't even really know Dan that well. And so. Fast friends though? What? Fast friends? I guess. Yeah. He didn't have a choice. <laughs> so he, Dan Patrick grabs the mic and he goes, hey, what's up everybody? Not a huge crowd, but like 30, 40 people. Yeah. And he goes, we've got a celebrity uh, here oh, who wants to sing. And I look at Dave and Dave goes, is he talking about me or you? And I go, pretty <laughs> sure it's you. <laughs> pretty sure it's you. Which one of us um, will crash? So he goes, so Dan Patrick goes, you guys, from the show Friends, David Schwimmer, and points at Dave Matthews. And Dave's like, (laughs) he goes, get up here, Dave. And the crowd's like, yay, David Schwimmer. They think it's fucking David Schwimmer. Wait, wait. Yeah, Patrick doesn't, he's not so fucked up that he thinks Dave Matthews is now Schwimmer. No, he's fucking with Dave. Okay. So, Setting him so, up to, to no, karaoke. of course he knows it's fucking Dave Not, Matthews. <laughs> Are you fucking dumb? I don't know how drunk he just he said, "Call <laughs> Dave." Okay. No, he goes, "David Schwimmer." Not only setting him up for failure because he's pimping him out to karaoke, but now karaoke as an impression. Yeah. So the crowd's like, "Yay!" And he goes, "Get up here, Dave!" And Dave turns <laughs> to me and he's like, "I'm not fucking going up there." He's like, "What the fuck?" Do I have to sing like. And Schwimmer? he goes, "Hey, get up here." And then Dave's not going up. So Dan Patrick takes the mic and the mic stand, carries it into the back of the room, and puts it in front of Dave Matthews. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. So Dave Matthews finally like, fucking, all right, fine. Carries the microphone back up on stage. And he goes, what song is it? And the guy who runs it's like, "Um, he picked Baby Got Back. Oh, So fucking Dave Matthews, miserable, is sitting there and he's like, Baby got back and just talks the song, no effort at all into it. He's just so annoyed. <laughs> and Dan Patrick's hitting me. He's like, and I'm like, dude, this is weird. Yeah. And the Bad crowd choice. doesn't know. They kind of realize it's not David Schwimmer. It was just weird. By the way, for sure, there's a few vacationers that left that night being like, they get back to the airport. How was your vacay? Saw Schwimmer just fucking eat shit at karaoke. <laughs> yeah. The, the, I mean, there was a lot of reactions, I'm sure. Like, I saw Dave Matthews, who I guess is also David Schwimmer, was Dave Matthews on France. Like, people were just probably like, what is going on? And then TMZ leaked the story of oh. Dave Matthews singing karaoke. Oh, my. Did they mention Schwimmer in the TMZ version? Great question. I don't remember. Great question. Yeah. But I don't know. And moment number 31, Jamie Kennedy. At some point, the Playboy Mansion is going to be a crime scene, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. as it used to be, that's where you went. And it, what was, it was everyone was happy. And you saw everyone there. And Did you go there in the heyday? Oh, duh, come on. It was my oh, fucking... My God. That was my cafeteria. I mean, not, not in a bad way. I'm saying, like, it was just a place... It was a hang. Could, yeah, it was a hang. And it was very hard to get a dude in. Like to the point where I remember at one point. Unless you were the famous dude getting invited. Yeah, I don't even want to out the dude because I don't want to get people in trouble. He's a big Marvel star. But he couldn't even bring a friend. And I couldn't even bring a friend unless there were like women. So that we said, oh, I'll, I'll meet you there. You know what I mean? Just to like so we can hang and so like literally they were like, yo, it's only girls and who we invite. And it was pillows and everyone had the best time wow. and it was chill nothing weird and you may see too short on stage or you may see this nfl star or 
Nothing was weird. No and cameras. You, no. no. And you're swimming so, dude. At, at, okay. The DJ's off. I, I don't want to name names. names yes, people, yeah. But it's just like. You can set the scene see, without giving the players. See, because that's the way the world is now. Yeah. You see everybody from all different industries, right? And I'm going to tell you something. There was a lot of heads that were great in sports in college there, if you know what I'm saying. A lot of, what are the big sports town uh, colleges in LA? You know what I'm saying? Yes. So th those dudes would roll up, wow. right? Um, tech people, musicians, all the stuff. So at two, so the DJs were there. I mean, everybody dancing. I saw. I'll give you one because we passed away. Got rest. Paul Allen, chilling. You know, with Paris, meaning just Paris and Paul Allen. That's the difference of who shows Paul up. Paul Allen, my who owns yes. the Seahawks and the Blazers. Yes, and, I mean, I saw him there multiple times. Sweet guy, right? He's chilling, dancing, right? To too short. Then at two o'clock, when everything's done, half rolls out fucking prime rib. And Worcestershire and a whole new bar, and you're there till the sun comes up, and you're chilling, and yeah, yeah, it's great. And there's pillows, and so it's not all fucking no, bubbles and no, but it, it's it's gentlemanly. And yo, if you meet a friend and things develop, there's a place to go kick yeah, it somewhere else, or go fucking bounce and go to no harm, no foul. So half truly was at the helm, like wanted a bit. Well, that what I know and what I saw. Your experience. Yeah, I've been, I was there probably at least ten times. You wow. know, and I don't care. I'll say it. You know, call the police. It was fantastic. Wow. And it was a beautiful. And everybody went there from A list to Z list. And that's when I really realized what Hollywood was, bro. I used to think that. Uh, this is so weird. Like Clark Gable would only hang out with Monty Clift, and you know, and blah blah. Right. The Playboy Mansion was the Great Equalizer, which just shows you what is the Great Equalizer. Where I would see like Wink Martindale and like an A-list movie star. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like every form of media was there from, t and they were you cool. get like Eminem, but then like the free Britney kid from YouTube. A hundred percent. And it was like that was beautiful. And I said, Oh, this is this is total democratic. Of and everyone's on the same level uh, because and, yes. if you're there. You're in. It's like don't. No one's better than anyone else. It, I mean, no look, one's there better, might be a hundred percent. No one has attitude. You're there. There's no phones, and everybody. You know where your. You know where your fucking pictures are in your mind. You know, I have so many in my mind, bro. And it's wow. like, and it's a. There's a beauty to that. How many places like that exist? Then and now, where you, there can be, like you said, the equalizer, where you come in and you go. We're all here for the same purpose: to kick it, and to not fucking start shit. To have like. We 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 all understand. Hopefully, the privilege of getting to come here. Yeah. So fucking keep the positivity levels at a at a at an all time high and just fucking chill, like you said. People don't understand. It's like I was talking to this the other day with wow. somebody. I know, bro. And I really wish, like, imagine just going out and there's just satin pillows everywhere with a <laughs> yeah. world class chef and weed and the best vodka. So you could do what you wanted. And everybody, you know, is dressed in pajamas, very classy. You and had to wear pajamas all the time? Yeah, well, no, at certain parties. Yeah. There's only one, there's two parties to go to. It was Midsummer's Night's Dream. Yeah, I know. And there's the Halloween. Those are half-sanctioned. Anything else, except maybe half's birthday, the rest were like rent a party. So he'd rent it out for like a hundred grand and like some dude from Geico would put it out. And you know what I mean? By the way, I went to a couple of those parties. Geico parties? Yeah. Like those are the wildest shit. Like Herb <laughs> from fucking, you know, accounts receivable is gonna get fucking nuts. Where someone oh, yeah. <laughs> someone who's on like the Bachelor season six is more chill because he's living. So I saw some shit at those parties. Those parties are probably crazy. They are crazier because <laughs> it's like all cooped up and you got one night in the Playboy Mansion and it's like AFW, all whole 
holes filled. Wait, that sounded weird. What does that make sense? <laughs> a well, A H yeah. Well, you know, A-H-F, I I yeah. I walked in the grotto once, literally, like with a drink, and I just wanted to see what's up. And a dude, like a normal dude, was like with three women from like fucking accounts receivable. I don't know why I keep Holy going back to that. Shit. And I was like, what? I just walked anything's out. Anything's possible. <laughs> yeah, so, That's a great commercial. Dude, so yeah, anything's possible. So uh, my point is, is that I was talking to somebody and they're like, well, you got into this business because you love it. And I'm like, not really. There's, that's a many fucking layered thing. I can't, I don't have 20 hours to tell you, but one of the things in this thing is to enjoy when you do get it. Yeah. And they they forget what a movie star is. They forget what a rock star is. They forget what a fucking Who does? Comedic star is the new I hate to be that old fucking no, piece I gotcha. of shit white guy, but I don't want to say woke, but like the new people that don't understand the fun. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.